tuned in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio and The Leap are supported by Glen's Garden Market, a local grocery store, deli, and craft beer bar with stores in DuPont Circle at 20th and S Streets and Shaw at 8th and Florida. Good food from close by. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Hi, welcome to The Leap, coming to you live from the Lion Hotel in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Gordon. I own a small business, Gordy's Pickle Jar, and one of my favorite things about being a small business owner is learning from and talking with other entrepreneurs. And every Wednesday, I get to have these conversations on air by bringing together small business owners from a wide range of disciplines to share stories, tips, and advice. And on today's show, I'm super excited to chat with Danielle Moreira. She's the co-owner of Timber Pizza Co. She has a number of accolades in her pocket, either Rising Star, James Beard Award finalist for Rising Star Chef of the Year, Bon Appetit Pizzeria of the Year. Hey now, welcome. Um, so excited to have you today. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, before we talk pizza, I want to chat about the road that led you to Timber. Um, I really, really love your story, and um, I think everyone needs to hear about your, po- your path to co-ownership with these two crazy dudes. Okay, well, thanks of all. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Was that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so, how do you start it? Um, I was I came to the United States in 2010 as an au pair because uh, I wanted to learn English to work in restaurants, uh, and everybody like asked you to have English as a second language, and I didn't know a word. Uh, so, literally one word you didn't know. Anything. I didn't speak English. <laughs> So I said, like, okay, the cheapest way to go, uh, it was to come as an Annie. They pay for everything done. So I came here. I went to a cooking school, Carlos Rosario. I took, like, a year of cooking classes with them. And then I got a scholarship to go to the Culinary Institute of America. Awesome. And after I graduated, I went back to Argentina because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Uh, so... Just thinking about it, I came back to D.C. because that was the place that I was the most happy ever. And I was like living in the same neighborhood that I live with my au pair family. I was seeing the kids every day. And I started like doing catering with families that I knew. Um, so I was going pretty much like all the days that the farmer's market was open. I was going there. I had a lot of free time on my hands. I was buying products. I was like doing like different dinners and caterings. And that's when I saw Timber Pizza Company at Georgetown Farmer's Market. I had a pizza, loved it. I was like, God, I want to do this. In the future, I might want to steal their idea and open in Argentina. <laughs> so the next Friday, I went to the USDA Farmer's Market, and I saw them again. So I took a little courage, and I was like, okay, I need to go talk to them and offer my help. Uh, so that's when I met Andrew, uh, my partner. And I came up to him, I was like, if you need part-time, I'm not doing anything. Uh, I can come and work. So I emailed him after. He was like, sure, you want to come uh, work a gig with us? I didn't even know what a gig was. Like That was not <laughs> in my vocabulary. So like Googling what a gig is. Uh, so actually, this gig was like a block from the restaurant. I went there. I worked with them. And I was like, this is pretty cool. 
And so like after that, he was like, you want to keep working with us? And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, after that, I started working a lot. And maybe like three months, he was like, hey, you want to come full time? Want to be the executive chef? We're open a restaurant, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm like, I was supposed to go work in a restaurant for fine dining. That's what I did in New York before. And right, you, you know. worked at 11 Madison Park for... Yeah, uh, it was like an internship for like four months. And, you know, after cooking school, it's like pretty much everybody wants to do something like that. And I saw that I wanted to do something like that. Uh, so I always had that in mind. And I was going to work at the Shelby Shoe. Um, but I, like, you know, they didn't open for a long time. So I was in between. Like, I didn't know what to do. And Andrew, every day, he was like, hey, come work with us. And I was like, no, 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 no. And finally... He was, I was like, yeah, why not? Uh, so the rest is yeah, history. That's, wow, that's quite a story. So, I mean, you, like, did you come from a family of cooking? Like, did you, were you cooking in Argentina? Were you? Yeah, so my mom and my grandmother had, like, a little restaurant. Uh, they own a summer camp uh, where people, like, not for kids. It's, like, more for anybody that go uh, it's by the river, so if you want to go camping, you just go put up your tent. Yeah, when I was reading about it, I was like, I would like to be there right now. It's so cool. I was just there for Christmas, and it brought me back a lot of memories. It's like super chill. Uh, people usually say that they go camping, and you know, you're supposed to bring your food and stuff, but everybody forgets. So people started asking my mom, like, hey, where we can buy food? And my mom always had that business head, and she was like, huh, I'll make you something and sell it to you. So that's how they started with my grandmother. Uh, so we only opened the camp two months a year. And then they made a ton of money <laughs> selling food. And, and they still do it today. Yeah. They don't do it anymore because, you know, they're, well, my grandmother passed like a few years ago. And then my mom just is retired and she's over that. And so when I was like the teenager, I'll have to help. Uh, it's not that I did it because of my passion because that was not at all uh when you're 13 14 the least thing you want to do is be in a kitchen like hot making empanadas so i hated it but i mean by the river you know wood fired yeah that sounds a lot better right now it sounds better (laughs) now but like back then it was like i don't want to do this i want to go like be with my friends or whatever uh, but like, you know, like I learned how to do everything. I like saw the instances of how to run the camp. And like, I mean, it was like a small family business, but like I learned a lot. Um, and then, you know, after that, I was always around like them, like cooking. My grandmother during the year, she was tired of like not doing anything. So she started selling food. So I would go after high school, like to her house and help her out. Uh, you know, so I learned pretty much all the cooking from them. And then when I finished high school, I was like, I want to travel. I don't want to, I don't want to go to school. And my dad said, like, no, you are going to school. And I was like, fine, I'll go to culinary school. It's two times a week. I can get a job and get the hell out of here. He did not like that, but I did it anyways. And then, yeah, I got into cooking by accident. And look where you are today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> James Beard nominee. Um, so, I mean, so so then, you know, let's fast forward. You're at Timber, you're working, and obviously, probably pretty quickly, the guys saw your value. Um, and so you kind of went from being a, you know, part-time to executive chef to executive chef and now a co-owner. 
Um, did you ever dream of kind of like owning your own restaurant? I never had a dream. Like I told you, like I wanted to travel. So it's like, yeah, I, lo- I love cooking, but I never wanted to own my own restaurant. Uh, just because the idea of being in one place really scared me at the time. Uh, but yeah, when like I talked to Andrew for the first time and he was like, I'm opening a restaurant. Uh, that idea kind of attracted me because, you know, like I love DC and I was like, huh, that might be like a good thing for me. And they do the farmer's markets, weddings, events, and all that type of things that I like. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like that. <laughs> so great. Um, so, so I guess what's, like, been your biggest challenge now as a co-owner of the, you know, of, of Timber? Um, like, what, what, what kind of things are, like, challenging for you as, as an owner? Because um, you guys are going from, what, one, one shop to... Now you're expanding to, yeah, just what, three? three? Yeah, so that's a big, it's a big leap. Yeah, to be honest, like, I, I still can't believe it. I still, like, don't see myself as an owner. It's like I work so hard every day that it's like, I don't know, it's like normal life. Um, but I think, like, the biggest challenge for me personally is, like, being so far away from my family and friends. Uh, not having that support is kind of hard. It's like at the end of the day... Um, I want to go home and talk to somebody about it or like somebody that is, you know, in the same circle that they understand what I'm going through or that I could ask for help and I just don't have that. Um, I do have Andrew, so we talk all yeah, day yeah, after yeah. everything. I, I mean, but, and the community of DC is super supportive of, you know, I mean, yes. like yeah, you, of course. you can call me anytime if you want. I mean, oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, so what do you guys have? I mean, so you you have a staff of, what, like 43 or something like that, employees, I read? Yeah, right now we have, like, 45 employees. So that's got to be a handful, right, to just manage? Yeah, I mean, I never had to manage anybody. Right. So that's so hard. And, you know, English is not my first language. And, like, yeah, I've been here for eight years. But, like, the cultural, like, differences, like, you have to learn how to talk to everybody, like, different. Yeah. And I'm still, like, struggling with that. It's, like... Sometimes you have to stop being yourself and, like, accommodate to all the other people. And, you know, every, every day, like, I'm trying to talk to somebody. I'm like, okay, let me step back and see what I'm going to say. Yeah, see <laughs> if I should be like, hey, you want to do this gig with me or, or say it another way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys, we're, you guys are going to open. So you're kind of, like, veering away a little bit from pizza on one of the spots. You guys are going to do, what, a bagel shop? Yeah. It's going to be a Jewish deli. We're going to make bagels, a lot of baked products like challah, rye, uh, cool stuff. Yeah, cool. So are you, is there a learning curve there for you, or do you kind of have the, the bagel down? Uh, so I never had bagels before until I came to this country. So that will tell you everything right there. <laughs> uh, Andrew told me about it. He was like, you want to do this? And I was like, sure, I'll figure it out. Uh, so, yeah, it's like the biggest learning thing that I had to do. Uh, coming to Timber, like, yeah, I made pizza before, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same type of pizza, but like Andrew and Chris, they already had it figured out. So it wasn't like starting everything from zero. Uh, so for me, this, you did elevate it though. Quite I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I saw them, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to work for them so I can learn from them. And like, I ended up be seeing like, oh Jesus, they need help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, with the deli, it's like, oh, God, it's just me, and I have to do everything from zero. I have to figure out how to make bagels. I have to figure out how to make all these baked goods. 
uh, Jewish food. I'm not Jewish, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's got to be a lot of fun, though, right? Cause it you is. Just, like get your hands and a bunch of new stuff and that's yes, always exciting it is and like you know it's like it makes you more creative like right. to get out of the comfort zone of like making pizzas every day to try to come up with something new um stressful but it's fun right. i mean yeah. and I, I would assume like one of your biggest challenges at the pizzeria is that you know you only have this like wood-fired grill right so like you have to make everything that you guys serve there out of yeah it. so when Timber started, they used to work out of a union kitchen. So they have a big space. They have all the equipment, uh, walking coolers, freezers, everything. And then when we opened the restaurant, we started doing everything out of Timber. If you've been to Timber, you see that is whatever you see is what we have. Uh, so there's no space. There's I have to figure out deliveries every day because I don't have space in the walk-in. And yeah, the only uh, cooking equipment we have is the oven. So everything that we put in the menu has to be planned accordingly to cook there. Uh, so sometimes it's a little frustrating because you can't like, really be creative uh, in a lot of things. It's like, I don't know, I don't have a grill, I don't have a fryer, I don't have anything. So everything has to be out of that right. oven. Have you learned to like be creative with it? Yeah, I mean, right? Because you're, you're doing everything out of yeah. it. You guys are producing. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's more fun. And also it's like kind of like narrows like all the possibilities of the things that you have to do. Um, so like I could do anything, but like because I have only one piece of equipment, I'm like, okay, that's gone. I can't do that. I can't do that. So like you have fewer things to deal yeah. with. Yeah. It's kind of nice. I mean, to be able to produce, you know, I mean, you're using exceptional ingredients. You're cooking with like bare minimal things. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that always produces kind of like the food that I want to eat, you know, just clean, pure, good. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea of not having a fryer, for example. I never wanted to deal with oil, with cleaning, with none of that. Uh so it makes it super easy. Yeah. And like I always say to everybody, it's like, I don't know, I feel like creativity comes from like making things work. So it's like when you don't have equipment, you just have to make it work. And that was makes, that's what makes somebody more creative. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that, that, that notion. Um, so I know you just said you just kind of talked about not having kind of that support system but you know in your guys expansion um you you may have already answered this but in your guys expansion do you guys like have you know a group of kind of like mentors or whatever if it's not you know maybe like it's your investors that are mentors or is there kind of people guiding you on how to um you know be better business owners and and be able to to grow in this way yeah Um, of course it's like we like we know what we're not good at and what we need help with and we're not scared of asking for help it's like with this new daily thing i like reach out to all the dailies in the country pretty much i was like hey could i come in and see what's up uh, i want to see how how to open a daily uh so i was just in san francisco at white Sun daily oh awesome uh spent two days with them and they're like you're just like hey this is who i am can i come by and they're like totally down yeah 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 i mean in cooking we call it like a stash right uh you go and stash to restaurant but that's usually when you want to get a job um but it worked fine for me um 
I so just, you actually um, like worked there for a couple of weeks? Yeah, no, just for two days. Two, oh, okay. I wish. Yeah. yeah, they will kill me if I leave Timber for two weeks. <laughs> I mean, San Francisco for two weeks sounds. Kinda, I know, and I've nice. never been there. So oh wow, it was pretty cool. Um, uh, so you you feel like you walked away with heaps of knowledge? Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And like before that, I was like pretty scared of like, I don't know, I like going to a deli wasn't my thing growing up. Like I only had like one Jewish friend growing up, so I don't know much about it. And, you know, I was, like, with a lot of anxiety of, like, saying, like, oh, why did I say yes to this if I don't know anything? Uh, but then after seeing the operations, the restaurants, uh, we did a lot of tours in New York of different delis. I left feeling like, okay, I got this. This is not so complicated. This is, this is yeah. another thing. Um, and it's, like, such a awesome, like, Jewish delis are so such a great space to like explore because there's like they're so rich in history and you know they've been around for ages so it's like there's like such a depth of knowledge there for you to you know kind of dive into yeah yeah and I, I love learning uh it's like I want to learn my whole life it's like if I stop learning something I just get bored and I'm over it and with this it's like everybody's so welcoming everybody wants to share their story everybody wants to share the recipes and it's just a fun thing to talk, to study, to study something new that I don't know. Uh, so yeah, honestly, I'm enjoying this a lot. <laughs> fun. So when, when are you guys opening that space? Uh, hopefully by May. And then the Boston Timber Boston is going to be around November. So you get your your get your head to the ground right now. You're yeah. Yeah, you might not see me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come by. We're right. We yeah. actually, Gordy's Pickle Jar is yes. located just a couple blocks from Timber. I know. So. Oh, you still have to deliver some stuff to us. Yeah, I know where, <laughs> I know, I know where to find you. Um, so, I mean, what kind of advice would you give people that are, you know, wanting to open their own restaurant or wanting to go this route as, like, executive chef and owner, you know, co-owner of a, a restaurant? Like, what would you you know, what kind of tips would you give them in, in, in trying to go that route? Okay, well, first of all, like, I'm only 27. It's my first restaurant, so I don't feel like I have a lot of advice to give to people. Um, You've done something right. I mean, hey. hey. I'm working on it. I'm, like, more like, hey, please, everybody give me advice. <laughs> uh, but one thing is, like, what I think is funny is, like, I stop carrying my knife things around like all the chefs do. Instead, I have like a screwdriver or a measuring tape or like weird tools that I need. And if you're a chef and you open a restaurant, you have to know that you're not going to be cooking that much anymore. Uh, you're going to have to be like fixing stuff, dealing with purveyors, dealing with, uh, I don't know, anything that breaks. Um, so do I you just, feel like you're, you're, you're a little bit more like hands off on in terms of like making the pizzas and stuff like that? I mean, I do everything. Yeah. Uh, after a while, you also have to let your employees do the work and not be there so involved because, you know, you have to give a chance to somebody else. Right. Uh, at least at Timber because we're, the kitchen is pretty small. So if I'm there, I have to take somebody out. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's, it's so important. It's such an important thing, you know, for, for the growth of your employees and also, you know, just to allow you to do other things. It was definitely a hard thing for me and Sheila to you know get used to or accept because we were such control freaks about like the quality of the product and you know making sure that every jar was just absolutely perfect and um you know we still make sure that happens just not always with our hands so right 
Um, yeah, I mean, I was in timber for a year every day, pretty much in the oven. And, you know, I used to think that nobody else could work that oven but me or my partner, Andrew or Chris. And then at some point I had to stop and be like, OK, let, like I need to train these people and let them do it and let them go through what I did because uh, it's not sustainable to be there every day. Right. Especially right. if we're talking about opening two more locations. Right. Uh, so, of course, that was like pretty hard, but like I need to teach somebody. Else. Right. And I mean, pretty much the hardest thing for, I mean, the your employees or teaching them is just kind of h- how to use the oven. Right. Mm-hmm. Like how to make sure that the pizza doesn't come out. Right. Yes. Know. And with wood fire, it's just there's so much you can teach. Yeah. Uh, so you tell and them a lot like, of it's like the eye. Right. You're yeah. just like you just have to feel it. And then. Like, I was standing there for, like, a month training one of the guys, and I was like, honestly, I, I don't have anything else to tell you. Uh, you just have to feel it. Like, <laughs> right. I, I don't know what to do anymore. Either get it right or don't. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just feel the fire. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and did they get it? It's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's getting there. Huh, that's really interesting. Yeah, we burn a lot of pizzas. Um, we eat a lot of pizzas that are, like, you know, either ripped or they're to burn and, you know. This part of the with fire experience. Right, right. Um, we are going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be right back to hear more about Timber's uh, expansion plans. The Leap and Full Service Radio are supported by Glenn's Garden Market, a climate progress motivated grocery store, deli, and craft beer bar with stores in DuPont Circle at 20th and S Streets and Shaw at 8th and Florida. Glenn's addresses climate change by improving access to local sustainable food producers. In five years, they've launched 80 small local food businesses. It's good food from close by. GlensGardenMarket.com for more. Welcome back to The Leap, coming to you live from the Line Hotel. Um, I am here with Daniela Moreira, and we are talking about her her great adventures at Timber Pizza Co. Um, so I just wanted to talk to you a little bit more about kind of where you guys are going from here, what what your plans are for Timber, what, you know, if you guys have five-year plans, what's your what's what's kind of next for you guys? I mean, I, there's heaps next, obviously, because you guys are open in Boston and this bagel shop. Um, but, you know, I know that you have dreams b- beyond that. Yeah, so right now all the focus is on the deli uh, to open in May and then the Boston Timber Pizza and like around November. Uh, but we also are trying to open a bar across the street from Timber uh, to bring a little more fun into Upshur Street. And then right next to it, there's an open space that we want to take over and do an event space since Timber is so small and people may... Sure, every time they go there to tell us, like, hey, guys, you need a bigger space. 
Oh, so uh, people, would people like get their pizzas at Timber and then like take them over there? Or? Yeah, yeah, either to the bar or if uh, a lot of people like ask if we have like an event space or if they could host a birthday party at Timber. But we only have like 36 seats. So like if we do host a party, then we have to close the restaurant every time. Uh, so this space across the street will work for that. And, you know, with the deli, the plan was the original plan was to open in Georgetown. And then, you know, rent is very expensive over there. And to make a whole facility there with the kitchen and the space that we need to make big production, like it wouldn't make sense. So that's where we found the space in Georgia Avenue. And then the plan is to build a very cool kitchen with all the equipment necessary to make wholesale eventually and open more locations and make that the main kitchen to do all the production and then distribute to other stores. Oh, so you guys are going to, yeah, so that's, you guys want to do wholesale? Like, yes. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. I'm, I'm ready for that. And sell bagels everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so, wait, just for the bagels or would you sell like pizzas and like frozen pizzas in a box? No, I mean, we talk about making frozen pizzas, but uh, I don't know. Now we're just focused on bagels. The bagels. Yeah. Yeah. No huh. more pizza for now. No. I'm a little tired of pizza. <laughs> I'm not, how can you be tired? Oh, God. I guess people always ask us that, too. They're like, you know, are you guys, like, sick of pickles? And I'm just like, not really. Yeah, not really. You right? get used to have that on your diet every day. Yeah. I mean, and it also makes everything, like, so much more delicious. So it's like, you know, I can't imagine taking it, taking it out or ever getting sick of it. I also can't imagine ever getting sick of pizza. I mean, I love pizza but i guess maybe if i was making it every day and eating it every day maybe i would feel yeah i mean you don't get tired it's just at some point i try yeah, for... to like not eat for healthy reasons but right. it just doesn't work <laughs> right i'm eating the gluten-free now uh yesterday i had one i was like no more gluten let me try this but really know, still well because part of your guys like you know little secret for your pies is that you guys use like a high gluten yeah high flour. gluten flour yeah Whew. Yeah. <laughs> I got to watch out for that. Yeah. But it's too thin. It's a thin pizza. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's good for you. It right. has all the things that you need. It has cheese, sauce, flour. Right. What else you want? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm very, very into it. So, so you, so you're like, do you, are you, is kind of the same like ideology for the pizzas? Um, like how you guys like source and stuff. Um, we'll carry over to the, the bagel shop. Like, you know, because you get most of your ingredients from the farmer's markets and things like that. Will that be what you guys do for, I guess, like what you put on the bagels or all that stuff? Right. Um, yeah. As long as we can do it, uh, that's my thing. And Andrew's thing is like we like to support local businesses and, you know, farms and all that. So it's like as long as we can afford to get the products and like that is seasonal and we can get the right amounts, we'll do it. Uh, we want to make our own cream cheese. So we're looking at um, some person that wants to sell us a lot of milk. <laughs> so now I have to like do all the research and start right. like, seeing, okay, where am I going to th- source all this stuff from? Um, well, we know where you guys could get some delicious pickles from. Of so course. So you're, you're, you're good there. Yes. Um, so are you guys growing a lot of stuff on the, the rooftop of Timber? We, it's very small, so like yeah. we try, uh, mostly this last season we grow all the flowers that we put on the pizzas, we grew some of the basil, uh, but like yeah, I love the garden, and like if we go have like a bigger one uh, to like get more stuff, it's like more fun, uh, it's also like a relaxed thing to go and like pick flowers, yeah. and then put so, them in pizzas. So, loving carrots kind of 
built it for you guys? But yeah. Do they you guys manage it or do they manage it? No, no, they do everything. Okay. Uh, I had this dream of doing it myself. Yeah, like after lot, they uh, they built it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be here every day. I'm gonna do all the harvesting. I'm gonna do everything, and it only happened like maybe two times in the whole season. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're they're amazing. They yeah. come every week. Um, Natalie comes, like plants everything. She talks to me for a little bit, and then I pretend that I'm a farmer and I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, we um, had Meredith come out a while ago. To you know, we have big aspirations for the back of Upshur um, that we need to get to. Um, because we love the work that they do and yeah it's awesome just who who wouldn't want you know to be able to pick from their garden on their rooftop or in their backyard to yeah yeah and also you get to pick like whatever you're into it like if you want something cool you can like try and see if you can get something cool out of your garden right or what are you guys gonna are you guys gonna try to do any of that this year like are you thinking about a specific Vegetable. I want to do flowers again just because they're beautiful. Right. Uh, they're easy to grow. At least they did the work and it looked easy. I don't know if it's easy <laughs> or no. Uh, we did this last year this like little um, cucumber melons. They're called cucamelon, Mexican cucumbers. Yeah, yeah. Those are so beautiful. So delicious and too. Yummy. Yeah. Um, Natalie confessed the other day that those are not easy to pick, so I really feel bad for her. Yeah. Cucumbers <laughs> in general, I mean, we have a hard time getting farmers to like commit to, you know, growing for us for a season because it's like such backbreaking work. And when you're like growing for specs, I don't know how it is for the pizzas, but you, um, you know, like they have to pick quite frequently. It's not like, you know, because within a day's time, the cucumber could go from. Yeah you know small to large and then we wouldn't be able to use it just because it won't fit into the jars right yeah so that's a yeah, that's hard yeah, it's a hard one it's a hard one yeah but yeah. We, we we bag and bag and you know we, we get some troopers out there that yeah that's like me trying to buy pea shoots from all the farmers around here it's like i want them short please don't grow them anymore so after a year now it's like i have three different farmers like that are willing to you willing to do that and they're all growing pea shoots for us it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, awesome. Well, I am like super excited to see, you know, all these things that Timber has in store come to fruition. Um, we're one of you guys' biggest fans. So uh, thanks so much for coming out. Yeah, thank uh, you for having all, me. All of our, all of our cool. eyes are on you and our fingers are crossed that you win that James Beard. Oh, thank you. That'll be um, awesome. That'll be amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so love having you here today. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. Thank you.